brought to you by Scott Clark Auto Group. Why, hello everyone. Welcome to Riverdale Rewind out of Charlotte, North Carolina. This is Just Jess and Nomi Burton. Yeah. It's NPR, Riverdale. We're like NPR, except we aren't trying to get your money today. <laughs> I always feel so guilty during their um, their public uh, money drives. Public money drives. <laughs> I've donated before a few times. Because they guilt trip you. Yeah, but also I wanted the tickets to the Home Alone Symphony. So I was like, well, two, okay. two birds, one dollar. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I get it. Yeah, I gave them some money last year. And I, honestly, we need a, a public fund drive. <laughs> We do. A little that. coin jar yeah. tips. Yeah. Jess is looking very uh, Game of Thrones slash great posture today. Yes. I have to. Uh, I have a bad neck back thing situation going on. I have a chiropractic appointment after this, but I've been really practicing my posture. I'm trying to strengthen my back, and I have this warming blanket on. It helps. Also, I it's just It's very like Game warm. of Thrones. Like, she should be, she's waiting for winter to finally come. Yeah, man, if they had, like, plug-in heatable shoulder blankets I would. Like I would Thrones, assume that's what they're doing. I bet you they have them for on set. But, I mean, it's kind of, like, part of their costume. They it wear could Ikea. work. They wear Ikea blankets. <laughs> they wear Ikea rugs. There you go. Which, there's, like, one right over there. Look at that. Oh. We're at I didn't know if it was Target or Ikea. Same thing. Yeah, We're, pretty much. Two- One is Swedish. Yeah, they have a lot of furry rugs in this podcast recording studio. And they are updating their equipment. Look at this huge TV. I would bet they get their stuff at Ikea if they're Huga. Oh, I would assume so, too. Yeah. Shout out <laughs> to them. It's lovely here today. Yeah. There's a gentleman strolling past, wondering what we're doing in here with a heated blanket. Make sure you watch Riverdale, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's a co-working space, so people are co-working on things. I was waiting for you to text me all last night because next episode is going to be one of your favorites. And they snuck it in on us. I'm tired of people mm-hmm. sneaking things in. <laughs> that sounds oh. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That is not what I meant. I'm tired of speaking surprises. Of <laughs> speaking of surprises, make sure you go to Scott Clark. Maybe. Nope. <laughs> he doesn't give you any surprises because you know exactly what you're getting when you buy it there. Yeah. So if you're getting a new or used vehicle, make sure you head over to Scott Clark. He has three convenient locations and you can check them out and find more details, including scheduling an appointment for like service right there on scottclark.com. I have to fix my struts. <laughs> but they're, I bought some. They're sitting in my apartment. Well, if you went to Scott Clark, you wouldn't have to buy parts. Well, you got to buy them. You just pay all at once. Yeah. All you at don't once. have to do that. You don't have to do handling. the shopping. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Gotta, <laughs> not a monetary situation. They did uh, sneak up on us with the musical episode. Like we, nobody knew about this until the very last scene with Cheryl Blossom in her Cheryl Blossom mode. Boom! I was disappointed. Kevin, you're gonna do what I say. I wonder if she gets tired of playing that character because she's very one note. Mm-hmm. Like she always has a dramatic entrance, and she's out. She's very stereo. Not, she's very. She's a caricature of a, of a character. Yeah. Um, Do you think she's predictable? Yeah, I think she's completely predictable. I think they all kind of are on the show, except I think Jughead and Betty are the like the two kind of. I don't know, like the little bit more uh, dynamic characters. 
Mm-hmm. But I think Cheryl's very, like, you know how she's going to react to everything. Right. Like, of course, she's going to get mad at Tony, and she's not going to be understanding, and then she's going to act out by doing a musical. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, I just think she's very she's very um, predictable, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, this whole episode could be considered Trouble in Paradise episode. Yeah, for all couples. All of them. I didn't know Veronica and Reggie were st- – they weren't still a thing. No, I think she was just using him as, like, a toy. Mm. Like, mm. you – Cute toy. <laughs> hey. Hey. But, like – Reginald. <laughs> but um, it was more to her liking. Now, I do like – the fact that she kept to her guns and was like, this is business. This is not personal. This is what's going to happen because this is my business. Um, now, obviously, he didn't like that. No. But uh, I feel like she handled it really well. I thought she handled it well, but I'm worried that he's going to retaliate in some way. By doing stupid stuff like trying to steal his car, which he got. She got fully, it back right. from him, but he was, he was not happy. He seemed pissy. Yeah. Um, I mean, what are you going to do? Hormones. Yeah, that's why they are all 15. But, like, so who's <laughs> going to be her right hand? You know, like... I know, like, I wouldn't isolate... But, like, that's the thing. She, You can't... And that's this is a good lesson, I guess, for females. It's annoying that you have, like... In order for him to work kindly with her, she would have to have, like, kept up the facade, you know, of, like, yeah, sure, this, you know, we're team players and we're dating. Bye. and Yeah, but that's... And that's not fair. But, like, if it was her the other way around, if, like, Reggie was like the her in her shoes and she came to him like reggie did um it wouldn't we wouldn't even be having this conversation exactly exactly because it wouldn't even be a thing yeah maybe she should let him run the thing so that way they could get the full dollar for (laughs) her 70 cents to the dollar yeah (laughs) i'm kidding um yeah i i'm worried that he's gonna do something um to bite back at her Right. It's like we've set up a bunch of like couple dramas that now they're but they're hotheads. Mm-hmm. So we've got Cheryl and Tony. It's gonna be a mess. And they're Which, hotheads. Could we talk a, a minute about the crazy random sex scene? Uh, yeah, I find it very uncomfortable. Being <laughs> I am an almost thirty-five-year-old woman, and I find it very uncomfortable because these are supposed to be high schoolers, and I I understand that they're twenty-something, mm-hmm. but I'm like, this is. A little pedo-ish. Like, so I don't like watching Tony this. got turned on by Cheryl wanting to do something dangerous. Is that what it was? I thought it was just that she showed up. Oh, she broke in. She broke in and she was trying to break into the safe because she saw how much money that Ronnie was making for casino night. Mm-hmm. And so she broke in and Tony caught her. And she's like, dude, I saw you scoping out the place. Of course I knew you were going to come And she here. was doing it on purpose. Right. And so I think Cheryl might have done that to turn Tony on, being like, look, I'm still dangerous. It's <laughs> exhausting. And so then it's this crazy sex scene, which, by the way, I really hope they wipe down the tables before any patrons come there again. I know. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> mm. Because you're going to have, like, gunk all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Gunk. Ew. I just, ew. What? What gunk? <laughs> I said that to see what kind of reaction I, I was like thinking of something that I was like, wait, I heard the word gunk. Ew. <laughs> What's going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, 
you're putting your butt stuff everywhere. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> your butt stuff and gunk? Well, they're like on top of the table and stuff, and they're getting naked and fluids. Yeah. So <laughs> you yeah. should see Justin's it's face crazy. right now. Gunk and butt stuff is what Nomi said. <laughs> uh, this podcast is for a mature audience only. I know. This is the one I was going to have my boss share with the other CW affiliate. Oh, no. <laughs> Go for it. Hey, CW Phoenix, CW Atlanta, CW New York, CW I don't know where all the other ones are. <laughs> America. CW of America. Uh, sorry, Jeff. I mean, I think you should subscribe. This Definitely. is the gold that you will get with each episode. <laughs> Again, we're based out of Charlotte CW, WCCB. Make sure you find Bay us. Bay Hackle Communications. On <laughs> iTunes. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Ugh. Our corporate offices are so proud of us. But anyways, they have this random sex scene afterwards. Did they break up? Because I know Tony's moving out. Yeah, I think, I think once you kind of... Uh, what's the word? When you... Um, disrespect Cheryl or you kind of, you know, do you do something to dis to diss her in any kind of way? I think then you're kind of through. So I think it's Cheryl's hurt. And instead of being like an adult that like, I'm hurt, let's talk about this. It's making me upset. Like I, I respect you, blah, blah, blah. She just retaliates by a musical, which mm-hmm. makes me want to smack them all. But, <laughs> but, but she'll never, she's, Cheryl is not a reasonable person. And that's unfortunate. I think she has some growing to do. But they're all young. So. I mean, she even had a problem with Tony paying Grandma Blossom rent. Yeah, because she did that on purpose to make a point. Like, I'm clearly a guest here. Yeah. I need to be paying. Like, that was pointed. But that's the thing. Those two are, they're ruining, they're sabotaging their own relationship by being immature, not talking it out. They're doing little digs, which I like a lot of people are guilty of doing that in relationships because it's pressing easy, those buttons. It's passive aggression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think she wanted Tony. I want. I think Tony wanted Cheryl to know that she paid rent because she wanted her to see that she was making a point. But instead of just saying, "Hey, I feel like maybe this isn't as much my place it is as it is yours," which clearly, I mean, let's be real. Well, of course, it's not. Yeah. Is Tony like homeless essentially? I. I mean. I guess you could say homeless, but when you're a serpent, they always take care of you. So right. no matter what, you'll have a place does to she ha- stay. Does she have family, though? I can't remember. She does. Okay. She, her dad and grandfather were all serpents. That's why she says she's serpent by blood, because generations after generations yeah. have been serpents. Yeah. And, and I think earlier this season, remember, they Jughead interviewed her grandfather or father about yeah. the serpent history. That's right. I think um, it's grandfather. They were kind of like the natives of the land, right? Right. Um, yeah, I think that, well, it's weird that they just let her live with her girlfriend, but um, I think they should have some time apart and maybe they'll come back together more mature. Do you think that they will? No, because it's a show. Maybe, maybe the end of the very end of the season, they'll be like, ooh, we love each other. I wonder if the pretty poisons will last or if they'll get enveloped by the serpents. No, they're going to totally be serpents. I don't understand why Gina Kershaw has to keep singing in all these episodes also. Well, yeah. she didn't really sing, but she was positioned as, like, this in real life, would that woman be a singer also? No. That's ridiculous. Like, no. why are they all trying to blossom a new, like, 
career in music from the because show. They, they got inspired. It's weird. I don't. I don't. I don't understand why it's happening. Also, the scene was that a sign that maybe Tony was not interested in Cheryl anymore, or that possibly foreshadowing that. Um, that she wants to be single was the scene where her and Ronnie were singing on stage. Remember? Um, I forgot the song that they were singing, but I, it was basically like, all single ladies, all single ladies. Oh, really? Oh, I missed it. It was it. like, it was not Beyonce. Clearly it wasn't. But it was that kind of vibe being like, hey, girls just want to have fun. Back off. I'm single. I'm hmm. having a blast. Your Maybe. girlfriend's jealous. Well, I think because Cheryl is so controlling mm-hmm. and Tony's kind of a free spirit. Mm-hmm. So I think like it was all fun and games until things started to get a little real. Um, and she's realizing that Cheryl doesn't like to lose control over things. Um, whereas Tony's like hard headed and, and headstrong and wants to do her own thing. They just need to be single right now and just explore themselves <laughs> and their gunk. Yes. And their gunk. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, so what happened to Josie? And Archie then, because we didn't see Josie really at all during this episode. They probably just didn't have the budget to pay her for this episode. Probably not. (laughs) But Archie is now having a lot of different elements playing into his life that could be positive, but also could make a turn. He decided to do like King of the Hill type, you know, fighting scene, taking down all these people that may have a card against him, Mr. Lodge. King of the Hill. You mean like King of the Mountain? Isn't it King of the Hill? You mean the show? No, like the game. Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking they, of they, like... They even brought it up. King of the Hill. It's like King of the Hill, yeah. You're saying the mountain. I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking of King of the Hill. The I know, I know, but there was like a game that they described <laughs> being well, like... Oh, Archie, I'm going to fight. <laughs> Bobby. Hank Hill. Bobby. <laughs> That's uh, my purse. <laughs> I don't know any of the other voices. Um, um, yeah, I thought that was odd. Mr. Lodge being honest, though, being like, yeah, I they, gave out a dozen cards. I wonder if it's in uh, KJ Appa's contract that he has to be shirtless once per episode. And they're like, how do we do it? This? I guess we'll have him fight. If you follow him on social, which I do not, but if you follow him on social, he takes all of these selfies and videos of him showing off his abs. Man, if I had abs, I would show them off. And even um, people like Jughead, uh, what's his name in real life? Cole. Cole Sprouse. Yes. Makes fun of him in interviews about it. Yeah. Well, you know what? Because it's not forever. I guess unless you stay an actor forever and then you edit. Or stay in shape Um, forever. I can't tell which one's his real. That's a fanstagram. Oh, this one's his real app. uh, Instagram. Um, Cole Sprouse update. He was on. He has a movie coming out. Five feet something. Um, He was on. Yeah. He was on The View talking about that movie and. Um, they said they are going to write in to the narrative the loss of Luke Perry. Which we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Well, I, at the time, I just didn't know if they had finished shooting the season, but it is not. They had not. Um, so that, that'll that be interesting to see how they do that, and that will have a, an impact on Archie's character, I'm sure. Well, yes, and I wonder if that gives Molly Ringwald a bigger role. Because she wants it. Well, is she going to have to come back? His mom has to come back. Yeah, true. From Chicago, mom has to come back. Is she going to stay in Riverdale? Yeah. And the show can't go on without Archie. 
Yeah, it's. Been, I'm looking at KJ Apa's Instagram right now, and it's it's actually kind of fascinating how much young Luke Perry and him do really look similar. I know it's weird. So, it was well casted. I wonder if somebody. I'm sure somebody thought about it, but you know. Um, but anyways, it took uh, Archie, me a long time to get to a shirtless picture. No me. Well, it's him with you're his not chihuahua. Look- Maybe it's in a story. Yeah, probably. He does a but. Cole makes fun of him in a lot it is of winter, interviews. Though. Um, so Archie's taking down all of these fighters, all of these players with the cards because Mr. Lodge, for once, possibly being honest and saying, yes, I put out a hit. I gave out 12 cards and here are the locations that you could find them at. They make this game out of it. He ends up fighting all of these people. And so the hit should be clear. I don't think he ever has, like, a change of heart and is a nice person. I feel like that him giving him the gym has some underlying thing. Yeah, of course. Of course there's strings attached. There's always strings attached. Once again, I'm sorry to say this, but Archie, you're playing into that dumb card. Once again, you're being stupid by trusting somebody who put a hit on you. Right. Yeah. What? And in next week's episode, we see that, Hiram and Hermione announced that they are separating, which let's talk about that. I feel like that is like a, some kind of play. I, they're not separating. They're I not. think maybe they're trying to get some kind of reaction out of Ronnie for some reason, um, bring her back to ground level because let's be real. Ronnie is doing her own thing and she is, you know, powerful and she doesn't give a crap. Yeah. I, there's something's got to be, I think there's some, uh, you know, background circumstance there that we'll figure out. Um, but which is surprising because like in the mob life, like a, a wife, well, in any kind of, not just a mob, but like say you're in the mob and then you go to trial, a wife can't testify against a husband. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they would break that and ruin that. Um, but you know what we didn't see any of this week was the creepy kid and the, and the new house that they're, did we see we didn't the see homeless the Ricky? Yeah. Creepy homeless Ricky. We didn't see that. No. Nope. And we didn't see any more of I guess they painted that like druggy den that they're turning into the serpent house, but we didn't see that this episode, did we? Nope. But we still have the mystery of there is still another gargoyle king. Yeah, somewhere. Somewhere. That's getting or- orders and I wonder if this hit on Archie is now gone from playing that one game. Um but we can't be for sure. Obviously he has the boxing gym which strings are attached. Um Alice Cooper finally leaving her house and FP and Gladys moving on in. That's super weird. That's weird. But it's interesting. Um, and at least Becky, Betty, Becky, Betty could still stay in her place. Um, so oh, she's not going to. She's going to stay at Ronnie's. Oh, she. Oh, I thought she was going to live in her spare room. She says that that would be too weird. It is weird. Um, although she'd be close to her boo. Uh, yeah, so... It's weird, though. I was just thinking kind of an overall of this whole season. So we are at next week is Chapter 51, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six episodes left. And next week's a musical episode. So they got to wrap a lot of loose ends up. Have to. Have to. Uh, I, I like what they're doing by continuing to create drama. They created enough drama this episode that we forgot kind of about the last week's whole bit with the creepy kid and the farm, like – so I th- I just think just like Game of Thrones, there's so many plots that are going on that they can't cover everything in one episode. No. And so that they were going to have to continue those plots 
like every other episode yeah essentially you know um it's going to be interesting to see south siders now on the north side um i really liked I was going to say Cole, but Jughead's speech he made, which I felt was kind of like a, a jab to his mom. Oh, I'm sure it was. Like, oh, and I love that ending scene with him and Betty. Like, we're going to take out my mom. Yep. And they're like, yeah. Like, come on. You can't expect Jughead to let something like this just go. No. Um, did you find anything ominous about the way that, that FP was talking? Like, where I wonder if they... Uh, the way that he was kind of talking was like I hope I don't mess it up it took me 50 years to get here everything's perfect now like it makes me feel like something bad will happen to him well yeah I mean I think yeah I think absolutely I guess the wife leaving will be when he figures out his wife is a fraud he knows for a fact he has not had a good luck streak at all yeah at all and so to see his character grow so fast too I mean if you think about it even Jughead the first time we saw Jughead in season one, he was living in the drive-in. Yeah. No place to stay. His dad was a drunk, serpent, awful. Remember he was? we did Jughead journals because we thought it was emo? And he's yeah. nothing like that now, so he can't. Completely has grown. Yeah. You know, where, where FP even has grown. Mm-hmm. And becoming a dead, dad, drunk, serpent unreliable leaving his kids out to dry and fend for themselves yeah to becoming a sheriff that's huge yeah but it shows that the damage was done though because now jelly being like hates her dad and but is she brainwashed from mom oh i'm sure some yeah i i want to know what all will happen with that and like why they hate him so much like why is jelly being hate him so so much Mm -hmm. i don't know I guess maybe he will. I don't think she remembers a whole lot. Yeah. So she's just been told and dislike. Yes. And told fake stories. But like, will they do something to hurt him? I wonder. I think Jelly Bean will. Yeah. I think what's going to happen, especially next, uh, next episode or two, Jughead's going to try to run his mom out of town. Obviously, that's what exactly what he said. And he said, uh, and then, you know, keep me, Jellybean, and my dad all together, which I don't think is going to work. I, I think he's going to realize his sister is in on all of this, too, yeah. and that she needs to be just gone as well and, or yeah. straightened out. And she, she's the least understanding of the two because she's young and she's not reasonable. And I think he's going to show her, like, no, you, all your stories, everything that you think you know about what's going on is actually not it at all. Straighten her out. And then she's going to be like, what? And then make an ultimatum to Mrs. Jones. Yeah. Next week's episode with the Heather's musical, they say in the in the um, trailer for it that it will be – Somehow it's an induction to a cult. So it's like Ethel is using this to get people into the farm. Hmm. Or Evelyn ever, ever, ever. So so the musical yeah. is somehow a cult. Induction into a cult. But Cheryl Blossom was the one who picked it. Right. So I don't know what's happening, but they do show Ev- Evelyn ever, never in that. Unless Kevin continues to say no oh yeah because kevin's doing something yeah because kevin is part of the cult or he may be doing something behind the scenes sneaky sneaky to try to get people into the farm Hmm. there's a bakery in cary called la farm in cary north carolina and i always think that it's a really good bakery i would join that cult (laughs) the carb cult Mm. but 
I think next episode is going to be really interesting. Who's going to die at the end of next episode? Because if you remember, Midge died at the end of maybe Evelyn. Hmm. Maybe Polly. I don't know, but Jughead and Betty are sad at the end. Or Jughead's upset about something. I think it's because he finds out or or he does some, something with the jelly bean. Yeah. Right. I bet he thinks the jelly bean's innocent right now. Does he? Yeah. He thinks she's innocent now until he realizes that, no, she's a brat. She's trifling. Um, I want to, yeah. I, I want to see kind of how that will all, I think I want to see how the plot lines are going to start together. Um to tie in together with with all of Hiram's workings, all of uh, Mrs. Mommy Jellybean. <laughs> What's her name? Gladys. Gladys Jones. Um, Gladys Jones is working, and then the Gargoyle King. I think it's all tied in together, but we'll have to and see. And then moving into the Cooper house that has so much crazy history behind. Yeah, and I, and they're, oh, it was a sad moment with Luke Perry. Oh, being yeah. Like, we're neighbors now. It was so sad. And then another sad moment. Alice and FP break up. Oh yeah, because she's he's really still married to Gladys, which those two look similar. He's got a type. Yeah, he does. Yeah, they they look kind of similar. Rough. They're both not great choices. No, I would just live that single life. FP, <laughs> find a new lady, maybe leave town. Um, it's funny. It's such small town drama, but they make it seem like it's so big. Like how Veronica was talking about her debts almost paid off. I'm like, how did you make seventy five thousand dollars? Right. In a short amount of time. Yeah. Girl. Mm. Skeptical. Yeah. But, all right, we're going to wrap it up. Yep. Uh, I'm not looking forward to next week's musical episode because that's me. (laughs) I guess I'll save my Boda box in my fridge for that one. (laughs) So make sure you follow her at JustJustWCCB. I'm at Nomi Burton. Thank you to Scott Clark for sponsoring this podcast. Yay. Make sure you head over to ScottClark.com or one of his three convenient locations. Yep. And until next week. Happy, happy Riverdaling. <laughs> I forgot to play the music. It was like, oh yeah, oh, we're wrapping it up. Wrap it up. Bye. Riverdale Rewind. Brought to you by Scott Clark Auto Group. 